Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the People's Choice Podcast, episode 14. I'm here with the beautiful Diamond Williams. Thank you for joining me on my show. You are so welcome. You are so welcome. <laughs> so, Diamond, we'll start off from uh, where you're from. I am from Sanford, North Carolina. Awesome. And what was it like growing up in Sanford? Um, you know, just like any other small town growing you know typical small town activities <laughs> that's true i come from a small city myself but it's kind of oh well, i come from connecticut most people know that so it's a small state right. but it's like it's a city but it's small so there's like a lot to do but not really but see when you say connecticut i automatically think big See, that's what you know most what people, <laughs> but it's not, or at least Waterbury, it ain't. <laughs> All right, Diamond, so my next question for you is, what school did you go to, and what was it like? I went to um, Lee Senior from 2005 to 2009, and um, it was, it was fun. I love school. I love school. I love school. It was fun. And that, that's only because school was the time to, you know, talk to your friends, figure out what's going on, who go with who, who doing what. You know, it was school. It was high school. I had fun in high school. I went to my freshman prom and I went to my senior prom. Okay. Good you. Mm-hmm. All right. So um, at what point did your life take a turn? Because, you know, speaking from school, you did you love school. I know you said you graduated um, early before. But when did okay, your life so start taking a turn? I graduated school 2009. I had went to college for a little bit, but I had ended up dropping out, basically. And um, a year after I dropped out, maybe around 20, maybe when I was like 22, that's kind of, I started, you know, Meeting new people, doing different things, going different places, you know, um, just getting out there, basically. And, and that's when it, when stuff just started to shift. That's when stuff started shifting for the worse, right? From just mm-hmm, traveling right. and people. All right. So what were the what were the charges and what got you convicted? So my charges, um, what I am convicted of, <laughs> what I am different—it's a difference, y'all. <laughs> is um, conspiracy to distribute a quantity exceeding fifty grams or more. Mm. Okay, so that was what I was convicted with. Now it began with four different charges. I think the first one was. Um, conspiracy to distribute and sell such and such and such and such. And then the second was conspiracy to do something else. But I ended up pleading guilty to um, conspiracy to distribute a quantity exceeding 50 grams or more. No, that had to be just nerve wracking to basically, you know, just oh my God, nerve wracking. 
short process. Wreck it. Yeah. Um. It was. It was really surreal. When I tell you, it was. First of all, I was young. I was in Brownsville, Texas. Okay, this is all the way on the other side. That's this over there somewhere. You know, this over here somewhere. Okay, on on the map, it's over there. So, um, I'm in Brownsville, Texas. You know, I am a whole time difference away from my family. I think my daughter was like one years old at the time. I um initially started out at a hundred something months, which. It's like when you go, you know, when you go to these your hearings and stuff like that, like they tell you in months and being somebody who had never really been locked up before for nothing serious, you know, I, it took me a minute to add about a month, you know what I'm saying, two years because it was, it happened so fast, you know, it happens just so fast. And with, if you've never been in that situation, you, you don't know what to think, you don't know what to look forward to. You don't know what's going to happen. You just know that you have to do time for something that you did wrong. And it's just up in the air about how much time you have to do. I can't even imagine just, you know, basically you have no control of your life at that moment. None whatsoever. None whatsoever. So can you explain to my peeps out here that doesn't know, like, what is federal prison like? Is anything like the movies or the TV shows for the ones that don't know? Um, okay, so Orange and, and Orange is the New Black is a really good show. Okay, let me say that it's a really good show. But, um, show. <laughs> when it comes to surviving, mm-hmm. okay, because you know, once your cell closed, once that cell door closes, it's really, you know, whatever happens, happens. Mm-hmm. So, it is really survival of the fittest. Like I, after going and doing, after having a choice to either you can do this or you can do this over here and choosing to do this over here mm-hmm. solely because this is how I was raised and this is what you do and this is what you don't do and this is what you say and this is what you don't say. So with me choosing that option is you go in it, you know, wanting to be strong for your family, not wanting to stress them out too much because you know you're going to need things. You're going to need food. You're going to need clothes. You're going to. We're women. We need tampons, pads. We we need stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's TV makes it look, you know, all I don't know, cool because in the society that I feel like we are in right now, us as African American people. It's almost cool. It's it's. I mean, it, it's almost. It's like you know, it's kind of like the it's like the norm thing, right? Where it's, it's like, like you're oh, expected such, to go eventually, right? Yeah, such and such went to the feds. Oh man, we got we got to look out. We got to do this to do that. It's like you you get a level of respect for going to the feds. Mm-hmm. And it's that's that's another thing that people don't want to say, but it, it it just needs to be said. You know what I'm saying? You go do time, you come home, and. Uh, especially if you do it like you're supposed to you know what i'm saying yeah. it's like a it's like a good thing and it was it was i had to figure out if i wanted to go into this being a wolf or if i wanted to go into this being a sheep definitely 
So I actually interviewed uh, someone before that I actually have in the archives of the uh, People's Choice to be on the lookout for that, where he actually did some uh, time as well in federal prison. And he said the main thing that he focused on was not doing the time, letting the time do him. Is that something that you basically focused on, too, when you was in there? Um, I, I mean, I guess you could say. Um, you know, I had time to learn new things. So, of course, I took, you know, all the classes that you could take because in order to um, get an apprenticeship, you have to have a certain amount of time. And I fell right below that time. So all I could do was take little classes like, um, you know, improving your writing skills, um, poetry classes uh, just little classes that they offered I, I ended up taking the majority of them i ended up learning a new language mm. reading mm. Uh, i mean you when you get um depending on where you go because i went to a camp which had a library it wasn't the best library but I, they had a library you have to just utilize the little bit of resources that you have and i utilize every single one of mine amen to that Mm-hmm. So, at, at what moment did you realize enough was enough, and I wanted to change? Um, that moment for me was uh, way before I knew I was coming home. I had to, um, I had to do the drug program, which is called RDAP, right? Mm-hmm. And so in RDAP, um, is RDAP stands for Residential Drug Abuse Program, and that that program. Um, I'm sorry, what was the question again? It's all right. It's uh, at what moment did you realize enough was enough and you wanted to change? Okay, the minute I heard my sentence. <laughs> and I knew I had to go do it and I knew I couldn't well judge let me talk to you real quick but, and then and, and I would be nah the moment that the moment that judge said um you know she made her little speech about making an example out of me and da, 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 and she said 57 months that would that right there I knew wherever I was going I was gonna go there do what I was supposed to do and and it because it, it just you can't get, I'm a woman. You can't look like this in there. Yeah. Okay? You can't look like this in there. You understand what I'm saying? You are your raw, true self. Mm-hmm. Insecurities and all. That's true. And I'm glad that you're, you know, you touched on that about like just, you know, what it's like. Cause a lot of people don't know because they see stuff like Orange is New Black and they're thinking about, oh, there's clicks and, you I know, 24 7. You got to create a shank or something all the time. <laughs> like, you know, it's, it's just like the outside. It's just like the outside. When you move on the outside, if it's kept you safe and untouched and unharmed, you might want to move like that in there, but just a little bit more cautious. Mm hmm. It's, it's, you know, you people who have time, time. And when I say time, time, I mean like 10 plus. These people are comfortable. They have routines. Okay. I only had 57 months. I got a routine real quick once I got to the camp and I got comfortable. You know, I got access to the email, to the video, access to good food, good food that was good at the time, you know. So it's not 
you know, I don't want to say it's not bad because it's not good to go either. Yeah. But it's not how TV and t- and exaggerated. I mean, it's right? it's really what you make it. It's really what you make it. It can be like that. True. But it depends on the person, and it kind of depends on how you want to do your time. Thank you for touching on that, for real. I know it's mm-hmm. not everybody no is be an open book. And, you know, one thing I really admire about you is that you want people to learn from your mistakes. Right. And see, one thing I learned about myself was, for one, I don't fit the picture. Okay. Once I get to talking, people just, oh, my God, I can't believe you. Wow. I can't believe you've done that. Because it's like what's on paper doesn't match up to what's in person. You know what I'm saying? I have a paper trail that's going to follow me for the next, uh, I don't know, five more years. I have something that somebody has to look at first before they look at all my qualifications, all my certifications. They got to look at this first. And this might make me or break me. I got to, that's, that's following me for the next five years. So I'm having to learn new coping skills. I'm having to learn um, just how to interact. I remember when I first came home, I was just so nervous to be around a, a crowd of people who, you know, who I didn't know. Like, when you have to go away and you get sent to one place, I didn't have to go to a bunch of different places. I did all my time in Alderson, West Virginia. When you when you are in just one place, you just you get comfortable. You mm-hmm. you start a routine and and you know you just you make friends and you meet people and you talk to people and you network. So it's really it ain't the best thing, but you know what? Is you got a shot at freedom. It's awesome, you know, just making you know. Like you said, a shot at freedom, making the most of it. So right. when did your love for poetry and writing start? Probably when I was about like 10 or 11. So what's one of the, your favorite things that you, uh, that you wrote personally? Um, one of my favorite things... All the poems that I wrote when I was away, all those poems are my favorite, every last one, because each one of them was written in a time of struggle, in a time of not knowing the outcome, in a time of mentally cutting everybody off who had any emotional ties to me, because that's how I figured out I had to do my time. I didn't want to be connected with the world. Mm -hmm. That's what I thought anyway, you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. So when I had to, when you basically didn't have no more money to use the phone to call home, you start to write. And I wrote. And all those poems that I wrote when I was away, every last one of them means something to me because I wrote it in a time of struggle. In a time where you, you know, somebody had to press a number if they wanted to talk to me. They had an option. Mm. You know? Yeah. 
So and my next question was, what, uh, what inspired you to start doing poetry? I know you just said, you know, Tom away. Was there any, uh, like any writers or poets that you looked up to while really starting your journey in it, though? I think everybody loves Angela. I think everybody loves her. And I am one who loves her. Can you say her name again? The connection went off a little. Maya. Maya Angela. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's awesome. Yeah, I love Maya Angela too. She got some good stuff. Yeah, and um being away, I got a chance to get into my urban novel. So of course, Sister Soldier is Woo. <laughs> that's a good that's a good one. That's a good one. She is a good writer. She's a good everything. Just how she voices her opinions, how she writes. It's just so real. Mm. It's easy to picture in my mind what I'm reading. If yeah. that makes sense. No, definitely. And um, that really you know, speaks volumes to me because like, that was my problem with like, girl, like going to school. Like I was good. I was a good student and I was actually really getting like English and stuff and writing, but like reading, I hated it because I just couldn't picture some of the stuff they're forcing us to read. Like mm-hmm. just couldn't picture it. So it's just nothing but a black and white words. And I'm just like, Ugh. Yeah, let's be honest. It's just boring. Let's just be honest. Some of that stuff they make you read in high school <laughs> is just boring because the way I feel now is I feel like my senior year, I think I took, I don't know. It wasn't a lot of classes. It wasn't a lot of stuff that I remember now. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like now stuff that needs to be taught in high school is, um, you know, how to prepare your taxes on your own, how to, you know, build your credit. Amen. How, how to obtain your student loans, how to. Um, <laughs> I even apply for student loans. I'll be on that. Thank you. That, that too. That too. Mm-hmm. The, the knowledge and skills that we need to live as an adult, to me, aren't fully being taught in high school. That's so true. That's stuff that we are looked at to learn from our parents, but in situations like not only mine, by the time your parents learn the information to tell you, they've had to learn it by struggling. Mm-hmm. So by the time that they get comfortable enough, they're too tired to talk about it because it was way too much to even get there because they didn't know. So if we prepare our students like we are supposed to with knowledge that we have to live with, you have to do your taxes. You mm-hmm. need credit. You need credit. You need credit. You need credit. And it's so many people who don't know how to maintain their credit, don't know how to fix their credit, don't don't know which way, don't know which way to look. Yep. And it's a lot of people who are afraid to ask for help. You cannot be afraid to ask for help. You just can't. Amen. That's one thing I always tell people is like, you know, that there's like a big illusion that the world thinks that you have to be a self-made you know, <laughs> person, self-made millionaire, or like, you know, audience, you don't need anybody. And that's furthest from the truth. Like, 
some of the most successful people in this world didn't do it on their own. They all had help somewhere, shape, some way, shape or form, you know, and I'm glad that you out here just letting my audience know that. Cause I tell them that all the time and my next guest I'm trying to get is a teacher. So maybe we'll touch even more on, you know, what they're teaching right now currently in the school. Yeah, maybe so. Maybe so. Because mass incarceration It's, oh my God, it's so many other things that play into people like me who were young, black, and in the system before the age of 25. And it was crazy because not everybody is privileged. Not everybody has, you know, the best opportunities. So when you are fueled by what you think, what you think you need to live like and live by to survive. Okay. And then when you get in a situation where you are in trouble for doing something to want to keep and maintain this, it you just, you get, you get a better understanding of just both sides of the spectrum and you start to see the flaws. You just start to see them. You start to see them because now it's like, okay, I was a part of this, but now I'm over here. So I know I know you're different, but how do I get there? You ask for help. You network. You talk. You you know, you just you get it out there. You put it out there. You put that positivity out there. I remember when we were working together, we were supposed to do this interview a long time ago. You know what I mean? But it just now happened when it was supposed to. Yeah. Because, yeah. Well, you know, we, we network, we talk. I sent sent you what I sent you, and then it just sparked something else. Oh, yeah. And I'm so grateful that you, you know, that we're, well, for one, grateful that we're doing this, and two, that we was able to get close for that short period of time with us uh, working together. Right, because I'd be out. I'll be gone. I'm sorry. It's all good. <laughs> all right. I'm so no, and, and you are every single day you're doing better. And that's the every mindset day. that I have where I'm like every single day, how can I be better than what I was yesterday? Right. So Diamond, what, what what's some advice that you would give to anyone who's watching this or will watch this in the future that is going through something similar to your life? Um, okay, so first thing I want to say is if you have somebody to confide in, I would just say just just know who you can trust with what you're going through because some people are there to help you, some people there just to listen, and some people there just to take what they get from you and take it to the next person. You know what I mean? I ended up in prison because of making bad mistakes, making horrible decisions, knowing I should have went over here instead of going over there. But doing this was just much more cooler. No, you don't have to fit in. Please know that you do not have to fit in with anybody's crowd. You Thank are you. the crowd. Thank I you. am the crowd. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? You don't have to. Um, I I want I can I can honestly say that I was a yes person. Oh, damn it, let's go do this. Oh, okay. 
oh, let's go. Oh, sure. Yeah. Because I didn't want to be the person. Of, I didn't want to be the no person. The like, you know, the, the you know, mm-hmm. and just just not wanting to um, just not wanting to be looked at, at, at you know a, a certain way you, you just do you you do things just because of influence you do a lot of things a lot of mistakes happen solely based on influence so just know that you don't have to be influenced by anyone you make your own decisions your own choices some great advice right there thank you mm-hmm. so, so diamond who is your biggest inspiration um my biggest inspiration is my dad my my, i'm gonna just say my mom and my dad because both of them are determined and ambitious and courageous in in their own way you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like i learned what i need to learn from my mom and i learned what i need to learn from my dad but you know my dad is Definitely my biggest inspiration because he he pushes me, he motivates me to keep writing. He he just he knows he has a daughter, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, shout out to your dad too for that. That's really important. You know that the dads out there that there are good dads out there because there's a lot of stigma. There are, that there, there are, are, you know, but there, there are, are and some people. It's some. It's okay. I met a lot of girls, a lot of women in prison who had a lot of issues, a lot of trauma because of um them not having a relationship with a male figure. Mm-hmm. So a lot of women are locked up behind their boyfriend or their man or their husband or boot, whatever, whatever. Okay. And a lot of it stems from having issues with not having a male figure in their life. So I feel like it's super detrimental for a woman to have a father figure because you, you just get knowledge from the other side. Yeah. You kind of, you, you know what I mean? You learn how to maneuver because you already had somebody telling you, hey, this is how it's going to be. This is what you need to do to prepare, you know, to prepare yourself. Yep. So I remember at a, a very, I don't know, maybe I was like 19, 20. I remember my dad asking me, do you want to be a wolf or do you want to be a sheep? Of course, I'm young, so I'm like, I want to be a wolf. I, ain't nothing about me, no sheep. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. No, nah. I leave it up to somebody else to be a wolf. I'm, I'm I'll be my pretty old sheep, sheepy self. You know what I'm saying? Because you know, it was a question. I didn't understand that question then, but I definitely understand it now. Definitely. Mhm. Oh, Diamond. Uh, what's your favorite quote to lean on during the good times or or the bad times? My favorite quote would to be, um, hmm, you know what? My favorite quote would have to be this tattoo that I actually have on my arm, and it says, mm-hmm. "I don't want you to save me. I want you to stand by my side as I save myself." And it's 
very important to me because um, a lot, you don't want somebody to enable you, okay? I don't anyway. You want somebody to say, hey, correct me if I'm wrong. If I don't know, teach me, mold me, help me, guide me. You know what I mean? If if you, you know, if you, if you love me, teach me, guide me. Don't let me go in the wrong direction. If I do go in the wrong direction, when I come back and I realize it, just be there for me. Don't, 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 you know, I think people are really bad at trying to leave somebody else stuck in their past. Okay. Don't don't approach me like that old person. Cause you're gonna get a you, you're gonna get a bad response. You might matter of fact, you won't get a response. You I'll just act like I don't I don't hear you. I don't know you. You, you said what now? <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Come correct. Come 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 new. Come don't 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 come the same way because I'm not the same person. You know what I mean? I don't know if that makes sense, but no, it, it makes complete sense because that's like my I want to save myself because I don't want to. I've been enabled. I know what that's like. Mm-hmm. Let me save myself. Just, just always be there for me. When, you know what I mean? Yeah. Just always be there for me. Okay. Let me fall, but don't keep kicking me while I'm down. Mm-hmm. Just help me get back up. Thank you. That's a that's a really good uh, quote right there, and I love that you got it tattooed on you. So it's always a constant reminder. Yeah, it's all, it's always a positive reminder. Amen. Positive positivity is the key, y'all. I'm trying to tell people. You feel me? You feel me? They better get on. They better get on board. You better For get really? on board because there's <laughs> always somebody willing to be negative. That's always true. somebody willing. Waiting on you to call so I can just say something negative. So they can just knock you off your rocker and then have you mad and it just nothing all day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's one thing I, I, I preach to people a lot where I'm like, you know, don't ever think you have, you know, a bad life, you having just a bad moment. Don't you think you're having a bad day, just a bad moment, you know? Right. Bad times don't that. last forever. Mm-hmm. Keep that positivity going. But when they do come, because, you know, with the good comes the bad, mm-hmm. just know how to move. Prepare yourself. Amen. So, Diamond, when can people expect uh, expect from your book and when will it be released? So I am hoping to have it at the end of this year. We're going to I'm going to push myself to. um get it out there by the end of this year but it will um it will be a book of poems probably 50 to 70 poems just raw like emotions that's that's one of the reasons why i haven't came out with it yet because i want enough enough um enough enough to work with you know what i mean i don't want this to be something quick you pick up quick like no this is something you need to sit down after work wind down get your glass of wine and then sit in the tub and wind down and read y'all don't want it to be a quick oh that was no i want it to be a nice size book of poetry 
raw, real, emotional, honest, truthful mm-hmm. poetry. That's what I'm talking about. I like that. Mm-hmm. And don't worry, my peeps—they will definitely uh, keep you to that. They only expecting that for uh, for a year. They could be hitting me up, or they might hit you it's up. Coming. You know, it's gonna be like, hey, when is, when is it coming? <laughs> it's coming. We're gonna the next interview. We are going to do. I'm gonna go ahead and speak it into existence. The next mm-hmm. interview we do, I will have a book for you. All right, looking mm-hmm. forward to it. You know, mm-hmm. I'm gonna buy it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. So, Diamond, where do you see yourself five years from now, God willing? Five years from now, I see myself comfortable, successful, and happy in anything that I touch, in any endeavor that I begin, whatever it is that I'm doing. I want to be comfortable, I want to be successful. And I want to be happy. Amen. And it will come. Speaking into existence right now. Mm-hmm. It's already here. Yeah. They, they're waiting on me at this point, you know? <laughs> That's what I'm, I'm saying. talking about. Yep. So for my, my mm-hmm. last question for you, uh, is there anyone that you want to shout out for always being supportive and believing in you? Um... Of course, I want to shout out my family, um, my girlfriend, my brother, you know, my family, everybody I just named was when I was away, okay? If I didn't name you, I'm sorry, but when I was gone and you was there for me and you know it, I love you and I thank you and I appreciate you. And lastly, I just want to thank myself. I want to thank myself. I want to shout out myself. I want to shout me out for 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 for, for believing in myself, for knowing that it, I could see the light at the end of the tunnel, but I knew I had to work a little bit harder. I, I want to shout out myself. We do not give ourselves enough credit, so I, I'm gonna I'm end it with shouting my, myself out. Definitely, definitely need that self love. So, Diamond, thanks again for being right. on People's Choice Podcast. Thank you for being an amazing uh, guest. You are so welcome. <laughs> I'm definitely looking forward to our next interview. You are so welcome. I'm looking forward to that book. I'm definitely, right. I want to go on an adventure, and I know you're going to deliver on that uh, poem book. So I'm definitely oh, yeah. looking forward. It's, it's going to be an adventure, but it's going to be an adventure you probably can't relate to. So that's always a good adventure. Right? Definitely. Well, thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for joining us here. All uh, right. Any, any last words, Diamond, for for the peeps out there? Um, do your part. If you have anybody behind those doors, don't stop with the emails. Don't stop with the phone calls. Don't press. Uh, I think it's nine. If you don't want to accept the call, I think I know it's five to accept it. I don't know, but if you you got the option to press five, press accept. Um, and just do your part. Don't forget about people who are who you know who you have access to address for. If they haven't been moved to another facility, do your part. It doesn't matter if you send ten dollars a week. Just send the minimum if you can. 
just do your part because it's it's some good it's some good people who are just down right now and they need support they need cards they need letters they need voices they need you know they need this stuff they need us so if you have somebody if you have somebody who is gone in federal state wherever they might be I don't know, Beckley, um, Big Sandy, wherever they might be, do your part. Do your part. Amen. We'll end it off right there. Thank you again, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, Diamond, for this interview. Can't wait for the next one. You take care. Thank you.